Hey there, good buddies. Quick announcement before this episode starts. Um, so just just a heads up. Will is going to be kind of the main host, and he's going to have his his own kind of good buddies kind of coming on and, and talking just like we used to. So uh, it's nothing crazy, but uh, you know, I'm just I'm just taking a step back from talking about things. I'm going to stick to more of the the creating the promo stuff, uh, doing the the editing of the the audio and stuff, and the uploading and everything. So anyway. That's it. I hope you enjoy this episode. And, and you, the lesser of the hosts <laughs> is stepping back, so don't worry. The funny, the funny guy, the, the charismatic guy, is staying on. So, uh, yeah, hope you enjoy this episode and enjoy the, the continue to enjoy the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the uh, Jordan J and Buddies podcast. Uh, this is your host, Will, and joining me for the first time of what hopefully will be many is the good buddy, Brannon. What's up? How's it going? So, yeah, we are, you know, as you know from the episode that should be coming out prior to this, Jordan is taking a bit of a leave, and in his place, I will be recording with various guests and buddies, and one of them is my old friend, Brandon, and we are jumping right in, picking up where we left off, with the Disney Plus series Loki. So, Brandon, what, what did you think of it? I, I mean, I think it's not, at the time, the best Disney Plus show. Yeah, definitely. When it, when it dropped at the time, I mean, the Disney Plus shows leading up to that point were pretty good. Like, WandaVision was mind-blowing. I was an avid, like, hey, stick it out. I know it's going to be a weird formula going forward. Falcon and Winter Soldier we knew was going to be a common Marvel thing, but Loki, nobody knew what to expect with Loki. We just knew it was going to pick up from the moment we saw from Endgame, and that's it. So it was a completely different vibe of Marvel up to that point. Like, it had a lot of the action moments, but it was just on such a grand scale for a TV show. Especially because of all people, I thought, Loki's dead. So we're not going to get any more character work on him. I thought this after Infinity War. Yeah. And then when they did that thing in Endgame, I was like, what's this going to be? And I, because I, at the time when it happened in Endgame, none of those things had been announced yet. So we didn't know, are they going to follow up on this? Or is this just going to be something that we have to kind of think about? And then when they followed up on it, I was like, what's it going to be, though? I mean, his story is told. And it was not. But he had so much character growth in this, and I did not think that he would. And I was really surprised by it. Especially it was character growth on his own for once. Like, it's been a back and forth where we've always seen his character growth with Thor. Like, we've seen him through time, but it's always with Thor. And we got to finally see who is Loki, you know? How was he impacted? And you know me, I'm a lot more into the comic side of things. So yeah. I know the vibe of what's going to happen in a lot of Marvel a lot of the times, at least a general feeling. But even with this series, I was in agreement with you where I'm like, I don't know how they're gonna broach this. They Loki's death was so impactful, and they even confirmed it after. Like, no, we're not, we're not bringing that Loki back. Like, there's a reason he died. It's, it's done. It's over. And then they did the alternate timeline thing. So I think both of us were a little skeptical at first, but then when news started coming out, like, oh, they attached a Rick and Morty show writer that's all about alternate timeline things, and then they start saying, oh, they're gonna go into alternate universes in the multiverse theory. Like, that's when my comic brain started going like. Are they gonna do Kang? Are are they gonna go like Secret Wars? What are they gonna do here? And again, just blew everybody out of the water. And there were so many what I thought was great about this show was that there were so many insane Easter eggs too. Because the main story is already just Buck Wild. Yeah. And then 
you but then you look into the, the the little things like how there was the Thor frog that was actually <laughs> voice cameoed by Chris Hemsworth to make it happen. Uh, just for grunts too, <laughs> and and alligator Loki and just these little tiny things that were just like, or I mean, because I, I I know alligator Loki isn't, but the Thor frog is a comic reference. Yeah, and like in the background in the in the wasteland in that episode, you can see like the Thanos copter, yeah. and just various things that just fill in the universe and make you feel like this show is written by people who have read the comics. This is a well-handled show with some great people behind the scenes on it. Yeah, they've definitely come a long way on it. Like, you could tell there were people who were impassioned at first, but Marvel was always scared to go for the weirder dynamic, quote-unquote, I guess. Yeah. Um, And, again, after seeing the reception to WandaVision, I mean, Loki was already done before WandaVision. They had already confirmed Loki Season 2 before Season 1 came out, so everybody was like okay, they have confidence in this, but what's it going to be? And again, as soon as it finds out, like, okay, he's chasing down alternate versions of himself, it's like, okay, how many alternate versions of Loki are there? Is it going to be one? Is it going to be two? There's only, what, six episodes? Yeah. So it's like, how much are they really going to cover? They covered a lot of ground. Yeah, in those six episodes, they, they were packed full of stuff like every episode was like full to the brim even the last episode that is largely just a conversation is so rich with lore and canon and just conversations that were so interesting to watch that of all of them i mean for it just being like a conversation episode i couldn't put that last episode down one of the most captivating episodes i think i watched that episode twice back to back honestly because the first time i was just pausing it every 10 seconds from the moment that they arrived at Kang's front door and then it opens and I was like, is that Jonathan Majors? No way. And then when he said, oh, I'm he who remains, then again, comic book me, like I, I literally screamed where the second time was when I could actually be like, okay, I know what the episode is. Now I'm going to sit down and watch it all the way through. <laughs> well, you know, no, like I worked a little exactly. backwards. Most people watch it through and then analyze, I analyze and then watch it through, yeah. you know? <laughs> Um, yeah, because so I'll admit I've only seen the whole thing through once. I'm, I've been talking about doing an MCU rewatch for forever, but like oh, I, I definitely am looking forward to it because there's also something that these shows, especially, especially I feel like WandaVision and Loki, are the kinds of shows that will benefit from knowing the ending going into it a second time. Yeah, you know, not having it spoiled, but actually knowing how it fleshes out and then seeing how do they foreshadow this. And yeah. Loki, I feel like, is going to be great with that. WandaVision too, but Loki especially is just going to be great with little nods and subtle hints right from the beginning of how it's going to end. Oh yeah, definitely. And I like the way that they tied into, like, I mean, the comics do it too, but still, like, how much they tied into the Norse roots of Loki, because this also leads into the other big elephant in the room, Sylvie, female Loki, you know? Um, Could be Enchantress, we don't know yet, because, I mean, she said she's her own character, she's not a Loki, but she is a Loki. Complicated stuff for another time, I guess. Sure. But, uh, we know that Loki in Norse mythology took all these different forms, you know? So when they announced female Loki, I was real excited. But I didn't know that they were going to confirm, like, Loki's pansexuality. I didn't know that they were going to have a bunch of different little minute stories about him and, like, in his past times, like, right. going through different stuff. And then, again, interwoven so well with the Marvel lore, it's just on a different scale. That's why I say it's different. Thor tried to do it, but Thor was, we all agree, kind of Shakespearean. This was hitting it right, where it's like the casual viewer can now know a lot more about the ancient roots of the Norse gods. Yeah. Yeah, because you said it great at the beginning here, where you said 
you know, these shows, these shows and movies are finally, and I think it took things like Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange to get the MCU out of being scared of the weird stuff, because the biggest crime of the first two Thor movies, really, is that they're boring. And yeah. they, they, took, they took space Norse gods who teleport using rainbow bridges written by comic book guys who were on drugs while writing them <laughs> and made them dull. And that was that was such you a made crime. Him have a romance because, with Natalie Portman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's like that was the biggest crime of those movies was that they were just they they were like, what do we do with this thing? This extravagant alien from another planet will make him boring. And so now finally Ragnarok did it when he's in the Avengers movies. They 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 do it, and then Loki does it where they lean into it, and they're finally like, these guys are weird. We're gonna give them some weird things to do, yeah, exactly. and they they hit it on the head. They did it so well with that that it, it 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 all but redeems the previous ones because it makes the build up worth it. It you oh, need yeah. to watch Thor 1 and 2 to understand where any of this stuff comes from and progress. It, and it's good, you know, it it makes it all worthwhile because Loki is not, you know, especially at at, at the time of release, it being the, the third show, easily the best of the the Marvel yes. Disney Plus shows. Agreeable. And that being and it's and because it does everything that it does really really well the time travel stuff is explored and they answer questions about time travel that i didn't think they were going to broach they retconned a lot of their past like loopholes quote unquote that people were trying to point out or plot holes i guess where people were like but this doesn't make sense now and this doesn't make sense so they're like okay time variance authority they're gonna answer all of it there you yeah, go exactly. we're, we're just gonna go into this and then again the time variance authority too mobius dude oh, such man. a spiritualistic character like his conversation with loki about like why do you believe in the time variance authority if you don't know who's headed because that was the big mystery leading into the whole series is like who's behind the curtain who's it gonna be like again yeah. a lot of us were wondering like is it king is it somebody else that they're bringing up who's it gonna be and when they were leading up to it again we had the three oh, i can't remember those characters names right now but they were robots afterwards oh yeah Sophie cut off their head i don't know why i can't the, remember their name right you're, now. Ta you're talking about the timekeepers right yeah the timekeepers thank you yeah. so when like people were like oh is it gonna be the timekeepers and then they did that in episode three i think or episode four somewhere when they, around there when they killed them off yeah or, exactly I think, I think they killed them off in episode four but they, they'd been spoken of the whole time and then they killed them off at the end of episode four and all of us were like but there's two more episodes and then the fifth episode was the multiverse episode and well, not even multi. Yeah, multiverse to an extent, but that's it was the like past the too. end of time episode thing, the like the junkyard yeah. planet thing with all the other Lokis, and that shocked me because there had been rumors from sources that Richard E. Grant was going to be old Loki, like fully 1939 premiere from Marvel Loki. Oh man, and I was really excited about that, and I thought that was going to be the hit. Like, oh my gosh, Richard E. Grant, but nah. It was Alligator Loki, because once again, people love the weird now, and it makes me happy, because the more you love the weird, the more accurate they can be to the source material, and it's just going to feed itself, is they're getting out of the criticism that I guess you could find with Phase 1 and part of Phase 2 is like, oh, they're all the same formula and stuff, but like now, anybody who's like, oh, I don't watch Marvel because they're all the same, like, you haven't seen the past five years, six yeah. years, because there's varying genres of yeah. stuff. Yeah, they've made movies that, that... That's what Marvel does so well, is that they know how to make movies or TV shows or whatever, and I think WandaVision hits this on the head again, too, It's it, it, which is why that's so good, is that they know how to... They can nail in any genre. They have the, writing, the writing team and the writing know-how to make any genre great and make it their own. Loki feels like time travel stuff. It feels 
like crazy Wild West stuff a little bit, and it feels like a lot of things, but it also still feels like Marvel. Yeah. They don't lose their focus. They don't just make like some indie thing that doesn't connect or that feels weird, like you know when other things try to try something new and they lose the feel for what they're doing. Marvel is still Marvel with everything that they've ever done, especially these new things. If they can jump off and make them weird, but still make them feel like this still does connect, yeah. you know, without it feeling shoehorned in either. You yeah. know, they had little nods of like that, like how Loki knew that the Avengers were time-traveling in Endgame yeah. because he was like, well, you can smell the cologne of two Tony Starks. That was so good because it was like, wait, he knew? He knew the whole time? Like, of course he knew. Of course he knew. Got a mischief. He has to know anything mischievous going on. Um, But, yeah, I would honestly even go as far to say that Loki is one of the most flawless Marvel projects just because, like you said, it's connectable, but, like, Look at Ravona Renslayer, you know? Oh, man. Uh, I mean... Also great. They they just have, whether it's WandaVision with Ad- Agatha Harkness or Falcon and Winter Soldier with John Walker, but especially, again, Loki with Sylvie and with Ravona Renslayer and even Mobius to an extent, you get to go through a deep dive with these characters where it's like you may not always agree with their methods, you may not always agree with what they're doing, but you can connect with them because they flesh out why they're trying to do what they're doing. And it's like, I may not agree, but I understand. And that's two different things. And that's a lot of things that Marvel missed in the past. Yeah, they they have some really big big misses on stuff like that, where they've got great heroes, great charismatic actors playing them, and even great charismatic actors playing the villains. But the villains aren't well-written or their motives aren't fleshed out. They're just a mustache twirling bad guy with no motives besides just I'm evil for the sake of being evil. And now we have these villains who have well-written motives who you understand who they are as a person. It kind of started with Thanos. There were some odds and ends examples before that, but Thanos was the first villain who was like, this is a villain that I almost agree with. A villain who is almost better than the heroes that he's fighting in some, in some scenes, you know? And yeah. from from there, it's like they, they finally learned how to fix their mistakes. Not fully. Ant-Man and the Wasp is a little whack. But, like, <laughs> but overall, Thanos taught them, okay, here's how we do this, then. Make them a character. Don't, don't just make them an opposing force. Make them, They need to be a person. They need to be a, a character with motives, with a backstory, with whatever. And they've been nailing it with all these Disney Plus yeah. shows. And honestly, like, I, I would go as far as to say, like, yeah, I agree, Thanos is probably the first one. Because, like, I would say Killmonger, too. Like, he yes. deserves an honorable yeah. mention, I would for say so. sure. Um, but the reason why is because, like, and I guess, like, Thanos went to, like, genocide of half the planet, half the universe. Yeah. Um, but, like, Killmonger, like, still wanted to take over the world. Thanos still thought in his head he was doing right, while Killmonger still wanted power. That was the difference that, again, it made Thanos more relatable. And then from there going forward, like, you have Agatha Harkness where it's like, okay, she's kind of devious, whatever, we don't really know her motives. And then you see her backstory and how the witches try to portray her and what made her evil, what made her go to the darkness and everything. And then she's still trying to educate Wanda, like even when they're having their final battle. But that's stuff for a different time too, because that's WandaVision. I also have to say really quick, Ant-Man and the Wasp, one of the funniest Marvel movies. No, I I think Ant-Man and and the Wasp gets dunked on pretty hard all the time. And I just, I cannot look at something that Paul Rudd is in and dislike it. I just can't. He's so... (laughs) Good. I will say that it falls into the kind of forgettable category, but yeah. I think that when I'm watching it, I thoroughly enjoy that movie. I really enjoy it, but I almost forget that it exists sometimes. I'll but agree it's with that. but it's really good. Like yeah. But uh, that's the thing about Loki. Why it's one of the best is because I'm not gonna forget Loki exists anytime too soon. Like if anything, everybody's waiting for season two of Loki and. I'm kind of interested because it's going to be a different show writer. You know, the show writer left after season one to pursue some different stuff. Um, 
but like they have they have the outline and we know that Jonathan Majors is going to be in Ant-Man 3 looping the Ant-Man conversation with Loki yep. is we know Jonathan Majors is going to be king in Ant-Man 3 so we're going to see either Loki season 2 right before Ant-Man 3 or right after and we know that King is going to be another big part of it so like I, I don't know where we're going to go from here like there's a lot of different variations of King I don't know how far people's knowledge is on everything so I don't want to go into that yeah. but like there, there's a lot to look forward to with Marvels they're finally getting good to where it's not they're not set in a box on the path that they're trying to carve out you know and again with the multiverse stuff too they explained it so well to where now everything's trying to copy the multiverse and it started with avengers infinity war and stuff but like now everything is time travel everything is multiverse everything like and you could attribute that back to this show yeah this is what really started it because a lot of people thought um the multiverse is starting with you know uh quentin beck from spider-man 2 and no the reality is he's kind of just a liar you know from our universe but the, but he didn't know but there and there then it was like okay then it's going to be wanda it's going to be wandavision she's going to do it also no nobody thought it would happen if like falcon and winter soldier because it was a little bit too like grounded but then people were like okay multiverse of madness doctor strange maybe it'll happen there who's to say nobody thought it would be Loki, and especially not even Loki himself, a character who nobody even knew existed, and was going to bad. do starting it, and starting who will be kind of the new Thanos, kind of, right? I mean, we don't really know, but they're setting him up to be he is One far from finished, far and I'm excited to see what that's going to be, because we know more about him than we knew about Thanos. When Thanos got teased in, like, at the end of, at the, the, of the first Avengers, most people didn't know who that was. True. And even if they did, they're like, oh yeah, he's a villain. What's what's where, where where's that gonna go exactly? Things are so early, like they aren't gonna do Infinity Stones like that. Like who's to say? But now it's like we know we know what Marvel can do. We've yeah. seen them do it, and them setting up. I, I they also know how to write villains. They know how to write their heroes, and they know how to set things up. So I have faith that this there they will deliver on this. Oh yeah. And it starts. And this is when I really, truly had faith in Phase Four being good. Yeah. WandaVision was like, that was good, but what if it's a fluke? Falcon Winter Soldier was like, okay, that was good, but it was grounded. I'm looking forward to seeing something crazy. And then Loki was crazy, and it was like, this is what this is going to be. Phase 4 is off to a great start, and that made it happen. Loki yeah. made it happen. Well, Sylvie made it, it happen. It made people but take... Yeah, Sylvie definitely made it happen. Sylvie's story arc, oh my gosh. But, like, Loki as a series, like, people were like, okay... Marvel's doing a Disney Plus thing now. I guess they're gonna cop in on it. WandaVision's alright. Falcon and Winter Soldier's alright. Like, we even have friends that were like, ah, I'm not really into it. And then Loki came out, and even the friends that weren't into it were like, okay, I'm gonna watch this. And they watched it all in one or two nights. And we're yeah. like, this is amazing. I need to watch the other stuff and go back now because it looks like Marvel has found their footing again. Is We're back to the excitement where everybody, including me, I was excited for Spider-Man 3, but outside of that, I'm still like, I'm excited for stuff to come, but I don't know where it's going to go. Now I have a general idea for a couple of different things again, and it's, again, in big part due to Loki. It's set up so much. And all of the characters, dude, from Sylvie to Mobius, are just so memorable, and yeah. everybody's excited to see them back in different ways. Like, the way that it ended, spoiler alert, Sylvie kissing Loki and then pushing him out the portal, we don't know where she is now because she screwed up the multiverse and yeah. yeah we don't know where she is we don't even know if she's gonna we don't know if she's gonna remember him because owen wilson doesn't remember him yeah the other guard doesn't remember him we don't know if ravona renslayer is gonna remember him yeah so like who's to say sylvie's gonna remember him yeah. we don't know where this show is gonna go and they have so much ground to cover they covered so much and yet they have so much more to go i'm really excited yeah 
Yeah, uh, I am too, and and I've and I didn't think that I would be because I am on record saying this to you in private and stuff, and I'm on record on this very podcast hmm. saying these Phase Four TV shows look stupid. WandaVision looks dumb. I don't care about the Falcon Winter Soldier. And Loki, I don't even know what they're doing with that. That logo looks terrible. I stand by that it still does. But <laughs> besides does. that, I was like, I don't know I don't know what to make of any of this stuff. And honestly speaking, I'm fine with Endgame being the, the last movie and Far From Home being a little bookend on it. I was fine with that. Now I am so excited to see what's coming next, and I can't believe that I am because I did not think I would be. Yeah. And Marvel has impressed me again, and I need to stop expecting things from Marvel because they are always going to hit me with the unexpected, and they're going to win Yeah, because they're time. really good. They're so good, and they keep proving themselves, because this was a shaky studio ten years ago, and now everything that they put out hits box office records. And you know? they've redeemed their old projects. Like, you could say that Loki redeemed parts of Thor The Dark World that were kind of so. weak, or even the parts of the original Thor on stuff. Like, Endgame did a little bit with Thor scenes, but again, we got to see Thor's reunite with Frigga and everything else like that. We didn't get to see Loki's stuff. Yeah. Loki went through, even if it was a small memory of him and Sif in the time loop, you know, where she's going through calling him all the names, kneeing him in the nuts, and then walking <laughs> yeah. out, and it just keeps going and going and going. Like, that's definitely torturous, for sure. And it's torturous because we know what's going on, and it's a callback to his relationship with these people from the previous movies. Yeah. And, it and yeah, it retcons properly, because I'm not a fan of lazy retcons, and this is not one. This is a yeah. well-written thing that actually fleshes out some past stuff that was a bit of a gray area. Yeah. So I think it was well handled, and I'm excited to see Loki show up more. I'm excited to see the side characters show up more, and that this this was a cliffhanger tantamount to some of the best cliffhangers we've seen so far. Yeah. And we know, you know he's going to show up in Thor four. It's just in what capacity? Like that's another movie that's overstuffed with Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor and all Natalie this other Portman new stuff. Again. I mean, I'm cool with Jane Foster, Thor, like that storyline, but it's like, why, why did you wait four movies, man? Like, you had her in the first one, and then you were like, And where was she the in the third one? And, and even the second one, it's like, she has the weird red wiggly woo stuff. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, it was basically like, Matt, Natalie Portman was like, okay, I'll do two movies for you guys, and then they were really boring, so she's like, okay, I'm gonna walk away, and then they made a really, really good movie without her there, she's like, hey, can I can I come back? And they're like, okay, sure, she's we like, can't stay mad at you. You can't stay mad at Padme. Like, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited for what Loki has to say. The last thing I could honestly say is, again, we already did it with one of our friends. But if there's if someone's like, oh, I saw Avengers Endgame, I even saw Spider Man Two. Why would I want to watch this stuff again? Is it's like what out of all of this stuff dropping right now? What would you suggest? Is like, yeah, what ifs come out since then? But that's again an animated show, amazing. We'll talk about that in a future thing. Trust yeah. me. Oh yeah. But uh. I would definitely say out of the three, I'd be like, dude, you need to watch Loki because it's the perfect balance of if you're familiar with Marvel's tone, you'll get it. But it's also definitely something new. WandaVision was something new completely. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier, like you said, was very Was grounded. a return to form to flesh out two old characters. Yeah, exactly. And I get their schedule got shifted around for release and they had to cut stuff, which is why those other two shows might have more flaws because Loki didn't have anything cut. If anything, they got to add Jonathan Majors and reshoots and do all this other stuff. So yeah, again... If they can do that at the last minute, I'm really excited. But that's, that's yeah. I think much. if there's anybody who's hesitant about it, they should definitely go take a look definitely. because it will surprise you. I did not think I would like it. I didn't even think I would like it before the first episode came out because I saw the trailers. I was like, I don't know what this is. I was like, sure, it's time travel stuff. I love time travel stuff, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and then ten minutes into the first one, I was like, okay, this is really, really good. <laughs> it got, it got me right away. Yes, yeah. Miss Minutes is a character. Yeah, Tara Strong. Timmy Turner, man, coming, Timmy Turner. coming to voice <laughs> an evil clock that's King's little minion. Yeah. Uh, great. <laughs> Greatness. So that was 
the first episode in the new era of, you know, no Jordan, or at least no Jordan for now. Um, but, you know, uh, we would love to know what you think of it. If you enjoyed the podcast, something that apparently really, really helps is rating it on Apple Podcasts, oh. is what I understand. So do that. That's really cool. It le- it, it also kind of gets the word out. You know, tell people. We're, we're talking about this stuff more, and we're going to get back to a regular upload schedule, too. We had some things kind of shifting around. But we'll be back to more regular uploads. We've got a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline, and I think you will all be excited to hear it. Um, but, Brandon, you got anything to plug? Uh, I mean, honestly, I I just have my Instagram for art, at CanvaButter, C-A-N-V-A-B-U-T-T-E-R. Um, I'll be promoting the broadcast from here since I'm going to be a hopefully recurring buddy. Again, life gets exactly. in the way sometimes, but stuff's shifting around. And again, I would love to even come on with Jordan eventually. It's his podcast, but uh, until then, we're going to be filling the spots. We're going to be doing some stuff, and I'm really excited for the future, man. Thanks yeah. for having me. So, yeah, of course, I was it was it was great. Um, and, of course, you can find us at Jordan J and Buddies on Instagram. Um, I've been Will, and that was Brandon, and I guess we'll start the outro then. And Loki sings that song. And <laughs> it's I love an that. amazing song. It's the really Nordic song? That Nordic song. Oh, while he's, while he's when she sings, drunk. she sings, go. Oh, I love sings, that song. Go. I, I had oh, that I stuck it. in my head for days afterwards, and honestly, you saying it right now will probably get it stuck in my head again. Oh, so, man, I'm going to I'm gonna have to go take a video with that song in the background. So it was so good. And uh, that was the outro.